You're listening to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvumbi. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on this episode. I took the time to make this one happen because I've been having a very interesting couple of weeks. And these couple of weeks have been informed by, you know, a lot of changes that are happening globally as far as people making great trades and making great successes, be it sports or otherwise. And one of the things that actually made it pop up is because of something my aunt mentioned to me. And I think I touched on it on a previous episode, but I wanted to revisit it today for a little bit because... I feel these things have to be put out there because I have a great understanding and respect for those people who paved a way for people like me to be alive, for kids like me to actually have been born and stuff like that. And it's a revisiting of something that I feel is always epic in the sense of we do not really take time to really appreciate that which was the sacrifice made in order for certain things to come to pass. And what I'm trying to touch on is there's this whole element that we fail to realize about the generations that came before us. Take for example, my parents are in their 50s and 60s and to my understanding I believe that's the greatest generation. I'm not really sure if that's what they're called but I'm going to call them that for now based upon the little vague information I have. And my parents are the kind of people who left the island where they were born and raised and came into a big city that was beginning to become a big city that in in that time it was considered a big city because that's where all the white people used to work and all the affluent people from aristocracy used to work and exist and for them to come be part of the building of the nation it was of a great significance and importance that they actually come and make a proper impact when they arrive and when my pop got here he didn't have anything to his name i believe the first mattress they had that was a makeshift mattress it wasn't really like a proper bought in a supermarket type thing in those days if you worked in a government office you probably would or a state all you'd be given a specific bank to go get your currency from as far as what your paycheck was they they come from the generation where 2000 shillings was full stock shopping for like two months of the of the family's existence and even some of the money would be, be sent back home to the to grandmom to actually be able to continue making some strides in her side of things and for them to have experienced what they experienced it made me start asking myself put in the same circumstances am i willing to make such a sacrifice and such an exodus because i've never had to leave my country to do anything except maybe go do something that i've succeeded in being successful to do in that part of the world and i'm again a child who's never left the continent i I've only made it as far as i think the countries i've visited are i've been to zanzibar i've been to uganda i've been to johannesburg and that's it to the best of my knowledge i think that's those are the only countries i've visited thus far in my existence and to imagine going there for not just the stint that i'm going to have people take care of everything i'm supposed to have as far as my means oh i've also been to botswana sorry about that and botswana those are the countries i've been to but to think about having to move to those countries and say live there be part of the ecosystem learn how to be able to earn a living get something to eat, make dinner, have maintain sustenance, be able to communicate in a language that is not familiar to me and all that. Just to even navigate the idea of that, I've never really had to experience that in any way, shape or form. And I, I don't say that it's a, in a bad way, but I think I should count myself super lucky that I've been in such a position. I mean, the only other people I could give respect as far as my family goes for pulling such things off are my oldest brother when he visited Dubai to try to get some work done. Uh, my youngest sister from my mom for going all the way to Michigan and studying and getting her master's and coming back successful. Uh, My aunt who still stays in in Michigan and continues to be 
uh, a thriving member of that society and all that and happily married and everything and i look at all that and the, she she actually asked me if if even if, if it was possible for me to travel that to that side of the world i've never really thought about having an exodus to make me leave kenya i know it's weird to say i mean, I mean even when i say that i feel i'm being hypocritical because i've never had the need to even leave the county i was born and raised in it probably means I haven't really experienced my country as I should because what would it hurt for me to say move from Nairobi and work from a different region like let's say I decide to move to Embu, Eldoret, these different places to go to those different towns and stay in those different towns and earn a living from that side of town and there's never been a need for me to venture that far out because all that I have and all I can create I'm comfortable in doing it in the city and it never has been in put into compromise or put into question if it's possible for me to actually execute all those moves to myself. And I look at that and I start thinking like, man, maybe there could be opportunity outside of that. But the, secu- the seclusion and comfort that I have in that I know how everything works here is something I take great solace in because I don't like the idea of having to start from scratch somewhere else. That makes... It, it, it just seems like a lot of variables that I do haven't really contemplated. I feel like a hobbit. I feel like a hobbit who is being forced by this grey-bearded man to leave the, the, the comforts of his own town and go see what adventure looks like. And I'm not adventurous in that sense. I'm comfortable <laughs> seeing all the adventurous things that I can see via the internet or via human communications and stuff like that and the books I may read. But I'm sure time will come I'll have to experience all these things. There's one thing I actually truly enjoy about the internet because I get to explore the whole world in the comfort of my mobile phone in my hand. But that doesn't mean I get to experience what I need to experience in those parts of the world. And that thus I draw so many conclusions about those areas. But I think back to my pop coming into the city with nothing and making something of himself and even being able to make himself a home back where he was born and raised and to even make another home in the city where he moved and adapted to. And it makes me always think about, well, the first place you always think about when it comes to documentation of people moving from place to place, I always think about New York City. And New York City is just one of these like places where I look at it and I'm like, okay, it, I would love to visit it and just see it for myself, just having these skyscrapers just all around you being these monoliths of, of, of successes for many people in construction and all that, and the different stories of how wealth was generated and how the economy of an entire continent is controlled by this one spot and if things go right or wrong in this one spot the whole world could be affected as a result of it and i think about how the immigrants who have actually moved into that state and they've built the state for what it is today and i think it's similar to every person who actually lives in a city in the initial stages of a country being created and think about think about new york city the way you think about nairobi when it when in the post-independence guys came from far and wide educated in different education systems and taught about industry and got first refusal on certain job occupations and and professions and they got into those professions and they became the builders of the nation from scratch from everything they did with the work of their hands the sweat of their brow they built an entire country from start to finish from top to bottom and by doing so were able to have the little privileges we're enjoying at the current moment the economy wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for these individuals and we we, we toss them to the side because we feel that they're imposing too much of their thoughts on what we would like to do with ourselves and i think it's also because it's very sad as to how they actually try to put this information out there because they do a very very terrible job of trying to inspire people to do things their way 
by that I mean this. Like, it's one thing to talk down upon people, telling them that this is how the right way it's supposed to be and this is how things should be done. But it's completely another if you come at them with an approach that actually gives sense in that you can actually learn step by step. We, we did these experiences and then after these experiences, we got this far. We believe by you experiencing these things at this stage, you could push them further. So let's push them further. But then in those particular cities, when people finally get there, there's some individuals who get so comfortable that they want to maintain the status quo. And as a result of maintaining the status quo, nothing end, ends up moving because they found a specific way of making a hustle come to life. They found a specific way of making um, their, their exodus become worthwhile for not only them, but their nepotistic uh, thinkings and, and family uh, uh, history and as a result of that the whole system suffers and the whole system fails the breakdown of as to why we're not even able to move forward as a continent is because the few people who actually made it to a certain position in life did not see where they could go after that they got comfortable and they stuck in those positions and because they stuck in those posi positions the exodus was taint was tinted and nothing ended up happening past that like you would think especially with the devolution of things in, in, in our current system in, 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 our, in, in the country Kenya, you'd think that because of those particular experiences that they had in the big city, they would take that knowledge and take it back to the regions where they came from and use that knowledge to best boost that area so that even people from regions that they met in Nairobi could actually be there. I'll put it this way. Give me four other Nairobis that have the advertising and uh, marketing market that they have in Nairobi and have the curiosity as far as entertainment is concerned that they have in Nairobi and I will gladly move to that place and work from that place. I, I am able to make small successes and, and even great successes in this city because everything I need is a call away and it's a conversation away. I don't have to pay any patronage to actually get access to these things. I can literally just go sit down with somebody and no bureaucracy will be involved and things will be done. And also that's another thing and, I, and I've kept on putting this putting this word out there because I feel it's where the holy grail and where the sword falls as far as this thing is concerned. When it comes to the bureaucracies that exist, bureaucracy is what has controlled and tainted how the exoduses that have existed in the past have either succeeded or failed. Initial days when people were coming into the city, like you'd have a problem where a person from your clan would decide to not really be of help to you because they think by giving you a success they've denied somebody from their nuclear family a chance. And it was all based off of the fears that people had in the Cold War period. And I know to most people to blame the Cold War for the problems we have as a country is considered me finding escapists for that which is the predicament we put ourselves in. But Unfortunately, for most of us in the current day, we do not know the basis of where most of the problems we are suffering currently comes from. It's no coincidence that certain countries got successes thanks to being able to be affiliated to either England or to the United States. It's also no coincidence that the countries that stayed affiliated with uh, Mother Russia and the Soviet states never really got the chance to continue being what they were because, let's just say, certain government organizations from one of the biggest countries in the world made a uh, an obligation to themselves to actually control what happens in their in quotes hemisphere and i always think about all these rabbit holes that come as far as the cold war the industrialized the industrialist movement the the second world war and all those that happened in that period i've been told about certain books that i need to get my hands on based upon kenyan history of what used to happen in that post-colonial period and how certain 
communities suffered in such great lengths and 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 problematic issues that as a result the country doesn't move because the post-traumatic stress disorder that is existing as far as the different leaders from those people not only in the political sense but also in the social sense have made it impossible to move forward as a result of that and no one wants to address the thing or eat the nail on the head and talk about how those particular problems are why certain places don't really grow past a certain point like i'll say this i have a fear of moving to a place that i may not be found welcome because i was i am related to or i'm born into a clan or a community of a different region that historically that that region would not affiliate with that which i come from these may seem minuscule things but these are the things that actually worry me on a daily basis because it's it's these kind of movements that have denied even people from being successful. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the age bracket part because also the age bracket thing is hinted on when you think about the bureaucrats who haven't left certain offices to this day. Like, for for example, the labor movement in the country is led by an individual who has, has been there for so long that he's even out of touch with the idea of how to be able to serve the labor movement properly as far as the younger generations is, that is coming in because he's used to a specific type of patronage he's used to a specific type of um, conversation with the powers that be that it's even gotten to a point where he's so comfortable in the power that he has that he even talks down to the leading government at the time and as political as this podcast episode sounds, it's not really trying to be political. I'm trying to base things upon how we've seen the way power can corrupt absolutely in the simplest form in that it could just change the way conversation is had in regards to how bureaucracy should tolerate growth and change. I, for one, have tried as much as possible to change even my perceptions of how certain fields I enjoy are controlled because I feel because I've I've, I've been so comfortable in this, the fact that I was raised in the place where a lot of stuff disseminates from in forms of entertainment and information. I should not look down upon anybody from any other region that did not have the privileges that I have. In the city I'm grown and raised in, all the national stations are housed. In the, in the city I'm born and raised in, the head of state stays here. Um, the all the ministries that actually control education to finance and everything i'm in the space where all this stuff is is deliberate and discussed and because it is a city i'm sure more than 200 miles out of the city the people who live in that area are not as informed of the nonsense i see at the on a daily basis and they take for as full information all that they hear in the news that they watch because a, a survey was done recently and I, and I mentioned it in, in an event I was doing because it was part of the statistics I was being given to mention as I gave the speech and 33% of the of the population was asked what like 33% of the select members of, of the Kenyan population were asked what is the one thing they consume more than anything else in the country and they said it was the news and now initially I thought that that would be a lie because as a person in the city i barely watch the news as it is because the news is happening right where i am but think of a person who stays out of the city and stays in the places where the particular information that actually filters out from the city there's a greater effect in their daily life than there is in my daily life my naivete towards that made me mock the whole situation and because the bubbles we live in in our own heads end up being a problem now imagine that for a person who watched his parents move from this for the country to come to the city and then never came back and disowned them 
or better yet imagine as a person who you now finally visit the city maybe it was on a loose like maybe trip that was supposed to happen for you in high school or in primary school you see what the other side looks like and then you go back home and you say one way or another i'm going to make it to that city there have been whole movies that describe this kind, this particular type of type of exodus for individuals who try to make their way to successes None of them really touch on the bureaucrat who made himself successful as a result of his education and all that. I got to see that firsthand with my parents. But when it comes to the guys who are lauded for what they actually did as far as leaving one place and making themselves to become something of note in those different areas, you always see it as a crime story. It's always been a crime story. And away from a crime story, I'll give you another example. A certain individual ate sugar cane for a week, I think, sitting in a train not being able to sleep to make it into the city and be able to come help build a nation from scratch that individual ended up becoming the second president of the republic of kenya think about that for a second he was comfortable in his own region didn't want to see the city never visited the city prior to that he never really cared for the city but then he had to come to the city and when he came to the city he became part of that which was to become a city thereafter or a country thereafter Stories like these have always fascinated me and I've always wanted to like maybe borrow bits and pieces from them and come up with narratives of my own that would probably better educate further generations outside of mine which are stuck in its own in their own ways on how to better themselves and better the country they live in. My hope is to actually be a part of the solution for this country than being part of the problem. And by respecting and applauding those who actually take the time to leave their regions and come to the city and make something of themselves. I hope to learn from them and that hunger and be able to even better what I see as status quo. Maybe I will leave and, and go find a, a piece of success and return, but I've always wished to be the guy who actually falls on his sword and decides, okay, this is the kind of way to make successes happen. I'm willing to take the bite and, and bite the bullet and be a part of that which could be the solution of what happens. I don't want to always... Uh, consider exoduses because personally I feel as if 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 I leave I feel like I'm complaining about loss and I'm, 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 I consider myself a failure I didn't fight the good fight I didn't brave the storm because as long as I can see a sliver of hope in that which I'm doing why would I walk away from that situation all I always fight for is a fighting chance and in many other cases not not as many people have that privilege because in my case I can't really compare myself to a person who does a different career because personally I was granted talent. Because I have talents, I will always have an upper hand. I can make something come to, to life from scratch. I can literally sit in a room, brainstorm on something, make illustrations of the thing that I've brainstormed about, put them into a market and they'll find a profit or not. I cannot compare myself to a person who's a number cruncher or a person who is a policy maker. I cannot compare myself to these people. My independence is from ground floor uh, by default i'm given a fighting chance and because i'm given a fighting chance from the ground floor i can never appreciate properly that which is another person's journey to success or potential opportunity but with that in mind i hope to actually learn even more from those who've braved the storm and taken that time to learn from experiences of leaving what they were and becoming something even better thereafter I'm very proud of the generation that actually built this nation and I hope that maybe many people will take the time to document their stories and interview them, have conversations with them and even build more amazing material for people to consume thereafter. This is something we need to take into consideration and I hope you'll follow me in that journey as well. Say it with me. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. Thank you very, very much for what's constantly 
pushing this product and actually pushing it to your friends and even sharing it online with with other people who have taken the time to even critique and give me information and feedback i'm so grateful for that these things are what make me better and i cannot stop encouraging you to keep sharing this material so that we can learn from each other feel free to even comment and even hit me hit me up and let's talk some more until the next episode oh no